we don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. So I've been getting a lot of spam in my emails, like a lot. Never fun. Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? Like I've been hacked or someone's given my email away to YouTube (laughs) because I just keep getting all this spam. (laughs) Ah, I've been here. So uh, my dear darling (laughs) five-year-old has just subscribed to absolutely everything she watches on YouTube. And, of course, it's linked to my account, so I keep getting updates from Mm. all these YouTubers. Mm -hmm. What kind of content is she favouring? What does our Raffi girl like to subscribe to? She loves watching people play with toys. Oh my God. Here you are. Yep. So it'll be like someone with all the Paw Patrol characters, mm-hmm. but in Barbie's dream house. Okay. Yeah. So that's one vibe. Another thing she's obsessed with is baby dolls. So anyone playing with baby dolls, changing its nappy, feeding it, putting its dummy in, I'm like, why don't you go and play with your baby dolls? She's like, I will. And I'm just watching this first. I'm like, oh, you're getting inspo, babe. This is like your Pinterest. I know. Giving you ideas. I mean, you would watch Home Renovation. Of course. You do a lot of YouTube deep diving. I do. And I get it. It's Mm. her area of interest. So I don't (laughs) judge it. But I said to her, hey, Rafa, you know when they ask you to Mm. subscribe, you don't need to subscribe. And she's like, but they said subscribe. And I'm like, I get it. And she's like, what does it mean to subscribe? I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. It's an education. But like the quicker you... You can get those kids cynical mm-hmm. about what they're watching, the better. I know That's it's right. big chats because Rafa's not even at school yet. So there's no one telling her like, yeah, you know, internet safety, I guess. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, it dawned on me very quickly that I needed to have these Is this chats on YouTube Kids? Yes, YouTube Kids. You can subscribe on YouTube Kids? Yep. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Is that new? I feel like you used to not be able to like and subscribe on YouTube Kids. I don't know. She has. That's what she watches Mm. unless she's found a sneaky backdoor entry into the full land of YouTube. They do find sneaky. TikTok just keeps arriving on Teddy's iPad. And I'm like, what the hell? I had to change the full on settings in his Mm. screen time section of his device Mm -hmm. to stop TikTok being even allowed on his device. He just kept downloading it. I remember you telling me about an app mm. that tells you when he's viewing something that yeah. might be deemed inappropriate. I'm a bit off it. It's, oh yeah, why? Well, it's really expensive and I was like, doesn't matter, I'll pay it because I really want eyes on particularly Teddy. Isla's such a good girl. Like, mm. I don't think she would watch anything if she thought it wasn't appropriate for her. She's just a bit Bless of a prefect her. like that. But Ted, he's like, what can I find? So I put Bark on his devices. The problem is it tells you when he's seen something inappropriate and the nature of it and a link to it, but it doesn't intervene. Okay. So I'm like, well, what's the point of this? Has there been anything that you're like, you've opened and gone, well, his eyes have seen that now? Um, No, nothing's shocking. But okay. like the emails were freaking me out and making me so anxious that I turned it all off because it was like, Teddy has seen three pieces of content and it's like it summarizes it to a theme mm. and it's like one was suicide one oh, was domestic violence and one was swearing or something and I'm like oh my god and I click through and I'm like no that's like and it wasn't you know that yeah. was a very overblown assessment of what he'd watched anyway so no that I found the better hack is to go in and change the settings in the screen time section gotcha you can actually put an age and if you make it 13 mm-hmm. or it's a 12 they can't have TikTok. YouTube won't show them anything. You know, it's like it sort of harnesses the power of the iPad okay. rather than a third-party app. 
Ugh. But yeah, probably someone's got something better. I'm all open to hearing of people's, how people handle this stuff because it's freaking a wild west out there. There's a mum that I follow on Instagram who declared that she went cold turkey on her kids' iPads, yeah. which is extreme. She just decided, you know what? I'm seeing behavioural issues linked yeah. to the iPads. And do you know what? I actually weaponize that against my kids when I tell them it's time to turn the iPads off and I instantly get the... Yeah, yeah. And then I go, guys, if this is going to start to change your behaviour and we're going to see this whinging behaviour, then I'm just going to take them away completely. Yeah. And then I get a, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it just doesn't feel great all around. It doesn't feel great. It's something mm. I'm constantly like, you know what? I know I'm kind of doing this for me. Mm. Like I know when I'm handing out the iPads, it's because I need an hour. And then I'm like, ah, that's not good. For me, it's in the mornings. <laughs> Same. That's when they get their iPad Same. time. It's when they wake up at Sparrows at 5.30 yep. and they come in. And of course the iPad's locked. They can't access it themselves. So they have to wake me up to unlock it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm like a robot. They just walk in and go, hi, mummy. You're vulnerable. Like, I know. And I'm like, yep. Punched in the code. Teddy knows how vulnerable I am at that time. He'll come in and go, mummy, give me a kiss. Like, um, mum, there's this yo-yo that I really want and it's a DNA. And I'm like, yeah, we'll talk about it when I get up. He's like, oh, can I just quickly? I'm like, he's like, he knows that's my most vulnerable part of the day and he tries to use it. Let's start this episode because we're getting into a deep chat here. We have a thousand things to do. But we'd rather chat to you With emails and meetings and husbands and kids We don't have time for this Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut, on the gram, along with my co-host... Kate Reeves! G'day, g'day! Revzy, mm. we're in December. It's show month! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why are we back here? What have we done to ourselves? I love it. What was this undertaking? Oh, uh, who cares? Let's stop pretending it's awful. It's the best thing ever. We're having so much fun, guys. Look, the being back in the rehearsal studio really is our happy place. It but is. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There are some variables in this show I that I am very nervous about. Yeah, all right, hit me. What's keeping you up at night, Tom? So there's one particular moment mm-hmm. in the show. I don't want to do too many spoilers, but I'm going to have to because it is keeping me up at night. You know the saying, never work with kids or animals? <laughs> I know, I know what you're going to talk yeah. about. So, uh, darling Revzy, there's this one particular number and I pitched to Revs this concept kind of inspired by some of the pantomimes that I've seen in the UK. And she went, you know what? I've got a better idea. And it involves children en masse. (laughs) En masse. And I was like, you are absolutely bonkers. But then what happened? I kept pitching back to you and your eyes got that sparkle. I'm a yes and girl. What can I say? And you were like, oh, that would be good. (laughs) That would be good. Yes, but not only are we using children en masse, It's live and we're going to try and use like a live video switching technique. So there's tech involved as well. So there's tech, there's children. We're insane. There's singing. What could possibly go (laughs) wrong? What could possibly go wrong? No, we've got it. Guys, we're rehearsing hard. You know, we've got bribes on set for the kids. We're going to do a dress rehearsal. Yep. Everyone knows their job, you know? Yes, but this is the thing, Revsidi Duda, is children. (laughs) They don't give a shit what their job is. (laughs) They're a fucking variable. Okay. Well, I hope, and like not to be so obtuse, it's like, what are you talking about? But I hope the concept of that scene is that it doesn't really 
matter if kids shit the bed. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's a little moment, DLs, but honestly, it's taken over the whole show in terms of <laughs> magnitude, commitment, effort. Yes. Like I was like, is this going to be worth it? I guess we'll see. And we'll DLs, see. you'll have to see. Yeah, you'll have to let us know. DLs will know straight away. <laughs> straight away. When they start live streaming, we'll hit this moment and they'll go, this oh. is the moment that Jem shits her pants. Yeah. Hey, at least there's no animals. We haven't got any animals. Well, thank fuck for that. You know, I really did want reindeer. No, don't have budget for Christmas bunnies. How about a white unicorn? Do you know what's rogue? Outside our rehearsal studio and our live streaming studio are wild bunnies. Mm. This really surprised me. And everyone thinks they're really cute. They're pests. I get that they're pests, but they're the cutest pests I ever did see. (laughs) (laughs) Fluffy little rodents. (laughs) I saw a baby one. Yeah, they're cute, I guess. They're so sweet. I know if anyone on a farm right now is like, fuck those fuckers. <laughs> you just can't get rid of them. Revzy, tell me what you're most excited about with our show. The costumes? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, standard. Speaking of happy place, the mm. set and costumes. Christmas is an art director's dream because there's a shorthand of like, you understand the assignment. Mm-hmm. It's got to be sparkly. It's got to be festive. It's got to be fun. It's got to be magical. Magical. It's got to be a feast for the eyes. But then we got to do it our, we don't have time for this way. And I've had a lot of fun, like, with that kind of stuff. So I, and also that can't go wrong. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean, that's done. The costumes are done. The set is done. That's what it will be. And I'm excited for DLs to feast their eyes mm. on all of that deliciousness. And while you're on the excitement train, mm. um, I'm just going to bring down the vibes again and share another <laughs> thing I'm nervous about. We got some tight <laughs> costume changes. changes. Yeah, but we did that in the live show. We did it in the live show. We have show. form. We have yes, form. I know, but mm. I'm still nervous about it. I know. Yeah, quick changes out of ball game. Ain't no fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, if anyone can do it, it's us. It is. We can do it. We no, can I'm do pumped it. for it. It's yeah. gonna be great. What are you most excited about? Come on, flip it. Oh, okay. She's nervous today about the Cory guys. Because like me, I get ambitious with the writing or the costumes or whatever. Jem gets ambitious with Corey. She goes, I'm going to make it really simple. It's just going to be repeated shapes. But then she turns on the music and she starts to choreograph and she cannot help herself. She likes a syncopated option here. And then she wants to switch it up there. And then she goes, oh, this is, hey, Revs, could you do this? We've roped a few other friends in as well. It's not just me and Jem for a few dances. And it's like, spoiler, you get ambitious in that direction. Well, I did say to Revs, Quietly, I probably shouldn't share this. I just wish I had a little bit more time for a little bit more creativity <laughs> and to stretch you a little bit more because the thing is, is Revzy, she's developed skills, you know, like she's, she's, she's she has. She's actually really good, DLs. <laughs> I'm not, no. Please lower your expectations. Fine, they, I liked it in the live show when people were just proud of me. I don't want to have some bar of like, oh no, she's a dancer now. Everyone get excited. She's developed skills. You're doing me dirty. All right. In the live show, I did one little box step and people cheered like proud mums for me. Oh, we and got, I, the box steps are back. I want to stay in the proud mum's own. I don't want to move into she's now a dancer, okay, because it's setting a level I cannot achieve. All right, fine. Park your expectations to the lowest possible bar. No, no, no. Raise them for vibes, mm-hmm. lower them for Revs as dancing. And if you like dancing, you'll enjoy watching Jem actually nail it. You know, she does. Oh, I'm, you nail it, babe. We're very in sync. It's fine. Guys, it's not too late to grab a ticket. No way. It's five more sleeps till we go live for our Christmas spectacular. It is streaming around the world, literally anywhere with an internet connection. You can watch this show. You can watch it live with us or you have 48 hours to watch it at a time of your leisure. 
We are getting some really fun messages about your watch parties. You've got girlies coming over. Some of you are doing a bestie sleepover. And tickets are $15, guys. And can I just say, there was a really lovely comment from one of our DLs and she was like, $15 is way too cheap for this qual Very nice of a performance, comment. which was really nice. It is, of course, a standard that Revs and I are proud of. Mm-hmm. But we did deliberate on the price tag and we decided it's a time of year where families are feeling stretched. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, everyone's time poor everyone's pocket poor. Pocket poor. (laughs) (laughs) Literally poor. Well, we wanted to make it as accessible as possible. We want this to be the Christmas party for those of you who don't have a Christmas party, for stay-at-home mums, for people who work for themselves, for people that are rural or overseas or, you know, if you couldn't come to our live show or you discovered us after the live show. We get a lot of messages from you guys. You know, this is a party we can all have together. Do you know what? There was a DL who shared in the Facebook group that she actually wants to neg her own work Christmas party because she has social anxiety and she's said it's never fun and Mm. she hates that the Christmas party is after work hours. I agree. She was like, hang on. So you're telling me (laughs) that I've just spent eight hours with my colleagues and you're forcing me to spend four hours more. Yeah. So she was like, I'm going to neg my own Christmas party and I'm just going to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Love that. Well, everybody's welcome. All you need to do is go to wedonthavetimeforthis.com to grab a ticket or just jump on our Instagram. It's all in the bio. Or of course, these show notes. Link in the show notes. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? My own tardiness okay. with getting to work. You used to give me so much shade I for did. being five to ten minutes late. <laughs> it was rarely five. I don't have a problem with five. It's fine. I've become a late person mm-hmm. and I hate it. Talk I, it up. Why are you late? What's going on? I just don't have my shit together. Mm. It's really simple. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for myself. <laughs> I feel like I'm letting the team down. Yep. I appreciate now that when I worked from home and my house was potty HQ. Yeah, it was easy to be on time. It was Well, yeah. I won't bring up that sometimes I did rock up on time as is producer Kate and you were in the shower or making breakfast mm-hmm. or about to get in the shower that was my favorite mm-hmm. um so you know on time is a <laughs> loose term but yeah okay look we make choices in life right <laughs> I've always I guess in the last decade chosen to work for myself mm-hmm. because I like the luxury of flexibility of time yeah okay turns out it's just a mask for just being all over the shop correct <laughs> And also I'm like, damn, I have to be accountable to more people now. Mm. Like Revs, producer Kate. Mm-hmm. And I, it just makes me feel shit. What do you need from me right now? It feels like you're looking to be soothed. <laughs> no, I think I just needed you to hold space <laughs> okay. and for me to share and declare it so maybe I can fix it for next year. I don't want to get into words of the year. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was actually going over the other night. I was like, oh, what? We did that Meghan Markle thing. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember when we all cared about Meghan and Harry? Because I think it was about a year ago their mm-hmm. doco came out mm-hmm. and they had this glorious dinner party in their Canadian backyard and they said, oh, we do this thing every year. Everyone at the party picks a word they're going to live by for the year. And we did this. So I was like, what did we choose for this year? I wonder if me and Jem are living by them. I actually went back to that episode. Stop it. Actually, so Jem. Do you remember the word you wanted to have? I remember nothing. You don't remember what it was? I think I remember. Simplify. Nope. nope. Okay. You wanted it to be punctual. Shut the fuck up. That's what you wanted. You wanted your whole year this year to be about being punctual. Oh my God. Yeah. So I have not. You have failed spectacularly, my darling. I have. Yeah. 
a year on. And I didn't want to let you. Do you remember? I was like, no, no, that's a fucked up word. That's like, you can only fail. There's nothing exciting about it. And you're like, no, no, it's not about being exciting. It's about holding myself accountable. And it felt achievable. It, it didn't oh feel no. long. I know. This is the embarrassing <laughs> thing. In my head at the time, I was like, it feels achievable. You know how some people come up with really lofty words? Like me, yeah. Yes, like my word of the year is abundance. Sure. And it's like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> So I went with something that I thought was completely achievable, which is just being punctual. It's a simple, one simple thing that I've failed spectacularly at. Yeah. Mm. I want to pitch, I mean, look, we're not there yet. We'll do this when the year ticks over. It's not time to think about a new word. Well, I'm now wondering if new words are pointless. Well, (laughs) unless I have it written and plastered and glued on the fucking wall. Just get a face tattoo. Mm. What was your word, Rebsy? My word... I wanted thrive Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't let me because you said it's too sharp a turn from survive to Mm -hmm. thrive. Yep. So we landed on, well, actually, no, you know, you wanted me to have linear. Do you remember? Yes. Which I couldn't get on board with that. I know it's too mathematical, but I just want to remind DLs where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. Like when you looked at like the life journey of revs, if you imagine like a graft and it's like, like completely squiggly all over the place, up, down, highs and lows, like peaking. (laughs) And then valleying hard, okay? It's exhausting. She wanted me to flatline. I did. I just wanted peace, calm. Peace would have been better than linear. Okay, sure. Whatever. Anyway, we we landed on surrender. We landed on surrender. I actually think... You thrived. Oh. Yes. I sit corrected. Oh, no. I was just going to say I I think I lived surrender, but you're saying I lived thrive. Yes. Oh, I'll take it. You did, babe. It's funny. Like I was so resistant of that word for you because I thought it was like a stretch goal. Like it was was aiming too high, shooting far too deep into the stars. But when I reflect on your year, why we're here, we're here, we're We're doing it, we're doing doing this, we're doing this. (laughs) It was not planned, but we're here. Baby girl, you thrived. Do you know why I think? Why? Well, I think surrender was right. Like I have Mm. surrendered a lot. I'm so much less of a control freak Mm. now than I was even two years ago. My big goal for the last, I would say, three years or since separation has been seeing things how they are as opposed to how I want them to be. Mm -hmm. Now, that might sound really easy for some people. That has been a lifelong struggle for me. I'm a chronic toxic optimist sometimes. I love to see the stretch goal. I love to see what something could be. Yes. Which is a it can be a superpower, but it can absolutely be a downfall because I can have rose coloured glasses. Hun GP. It's the, a it is a little bit of an Achilles for you. Yeah. In terms of not for what you expect for yourself, I think, mm. but the loved ones around yes, you. From what I expect from other people. Yes. It's led to a lot of disappointment. Yeah. That is unfair. Do you, you know what I mean? feel let down yes. by people in your inner circle yeah. and you have high expectations of them. Yeah. yeah. I'm not speaking about me, no, no, by no. the way. I'm no. talking about other people. And I think you have learnt to surrender. You've learnt to let go of control. And love people for who they, they are, are, not who you want them you to, want be. Them to yeah. be. Yeah. Big yes. lesson. Which is what I want in return, so mm. it's only fair, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but surrender in all sorts of ways. But, you know, this year I got made redundant mm-hmm. and it was devastating at I the remember. time. It was frightening, like, because single mum, because... Because he lives, because interest rates, because mortgage, because all those reasons. But like I think surrendering to that and I did 
go on a little search for a new job. But then it just, with the live show and everything that happened with the podcast this year, it's just been the best decision. And I feel like we, you helped me make that decision. It's all, I almost feel like we made it together. Aww, well, we I did actually, that. we did make yeah. it together that I would work full time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel the thriviness. And I feel like thriviness in the podcast, thriviness, has bled into all areas of my life because mm. it's just fucking true, isn't it? That when you're happy in what you do day to day and you're not giving your energy and, like, you know, we spend all our time at work. Mm-hmm. I'm just really careful how I put this because I don't want it to sound smug because no. most people have to just do the job they're in. But yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, look, I think that's what I put it down to is that I'm loving day-to-day life. Let's bring it back to you personally. Yeah. And I'm not trying to martyr myself here, but like I've felt a strong need to rescue you mm. from not just corporate, but working for someone else. Yeah. It does not suit you. No, I know. No, it and, doesn't. And we work for each other now, yeah, yeah. but it's so different. Yeah. And I know we joked about punctuality and me talking about flexibility of time, but you working full time on, on the podcast has also given you a level, a big glow up, actually, I should say, in terms of flexibility of time. Yeah. And we're very generous with each other about what's a priority yeah. when it comes to our kids. Yeah. And we try and work around each other in that way. Yeah. But the conversations we have and the decisions we make are not conversations you could have with your boss no way. at your previous jobs. No, you know, no. It would be it would feel entitled. It would feel entitled. Yeah. It would feel um, unreasonable. Yes. People would equate hours worked to dollars totally. you're paid. You would get prorated, all sorts of things. Like, mm. yeah, there's so many things that is such a privilege to, yeah. to working the way we do. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like my stepsister, she's a creative like us and she has come out of uni and she's like working out her next steps. And it's so funny because I look at her and I'm like, oh my God, I just see myself at her age so much. And the thing I think we don't ever talk about because we don't need to, but creative people, it is a different type of brain. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of creative people who can harness their creativity and learn to thrive in a more structured environment and use creativity in that way. And there are jobs that exist like that, but they're rare. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're coming up through your career as a creative person, it is almost impossible to find job satisfaction if you have that kind of anarchic creative brain. Mm. Like it's very, very, I was trying to explain this to our shared parents, me and my stepsister, like my dad and her mum. It's going to be really, really hard for her to find job satisfaction for a long time. She'll find her place in the world. She will find her feet. She will find her thrive space. Of course she will because she's super clever and super creative. But like it takes so much time. And you do kind of have to try out all these things because, and I'm I'm sure that same thing applies to any kind of hyper-focused brain. Like if you're a molecular scientist and you are absolutely, you know, dedicated and your brain works on data, I'm sure that's the same. You probably couldn't go work at a cinema and feel job satisfaction Mm. or go work in a marketing agency and feel, you know what I mean? Or even work for the people doing what you want to do because you would just feel frustrated. Totally. If you have a hyper-focused brain, if you're not doing that thing all the time, it just, you know, it's really hard to feel settled and and good. I think it's suffocating. Yeah. More than anything. As a creative, I definitely encourage other creative people. And this isn't easy. I'm not saying or suggesting it's easy, but to develop some sort of business nous, like an acceptance of that. Yes. How wonderful would it be if I just painted Mm. 
and people just flocked <laughs> and bought my work for yeah. tens of thousands of dollars. If I could encourage people, and this is not a pitch, it sounds like I'm pitching, I'm not, but just go and get some understanding around basic business things like structure, marketing, if you can hire or if you can outsource, how you can use your money better. It's not sexy chat for a creative. I get it. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Yeah. But it can really just give you some more robust foundations because if you put in the work in that area where you feel discomfort, it allows you to do more of the thing you love. Mm. But you're talking about being freelance or working for yourself if you're creative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But that also does help if you try and go into a business or work for other people with your creativity too. You do need to understand the commercial world of your creativity. Anyway, it can be a stepping stone. Yeah. A big, big stepping stone. I mean, yeah. look, some people would laugh at me because I've never, like we joke, I've never worked in an office yet. I've run my own business now for yeah. eight years. Yeah. So I definitely probably don't do it right, but I do it in a way that works There's for no me. Right. And that's the thing. And yeah. I feel a bit liberated mm. in the same way. Like when I went to acting school, when I graduated and started auditioning, I had to unlearn because I was too trained. Mm. So it made me not interesting on screen because I was making very obvious, clean choices. The same goes when you work for yourself and you haven't worked in a corporate environment is you can kind of make your own rules. Well, you invent it rather than go, well, this is how it's done, which gives you a certain you know yeah like and I guess cowboy power hundred p and for <laughs> me it's, it's tell me how you and your husband talk about work like how do you relate to each other because you come from you live such different day-to-day mm. lives like do you talk about work yeah we do we definitely do our catch-up time is um in the sauna love it because no phones yeah. we just hang out I think with hubs and I he doesn't understand what we do <laughs> How could he? No. I don't understand what he does. And he doesn't try to. Yeah. And and the same in reverse. Right. Okay. But what we do is we offer an ear to each other. And look, sometimes he talks about things that I'm like, "Mm -hmm, this is totally going over my head. But I understand that he needs to download his day. Yeah. And I think why we work is because we have such a mutual respect. Mm -hmm. I respect that he thrives in his industry and he works really hard and he cares to do well. I also understand understand that his work isn't his identity identity Mm. or even maybe like a passion but he's he's dedicated to it but he's very dedicated and I know where he feels rewarded is when he's kicking goals and he's very good at what he does yeah so he gets that risk reward Mm. sensation of like oh I did something for the company I work for yeah and he feels really secure in a salary structure yes (laughs) we're Most people do. Yes. Yes. And I and I did. And I really enjoyed that. I gotta say, for a few years there, it was a godsend for me. Yes. To not because I'm OG DLs will know, but not many people know. Before I worked in corporate or mags or anything, I had my own business for 10 years. So mm. I know what it's I know what Gem's life is like. It was just me and one other person, and we had bass and payroll and tax and all those like small business things. I did all that for 10 years. And I personally needed a break at mm. the 10 year mark. I was like, you know what I don't want to worry about the people who work for me and their salary and if I can pay myself this month and what my bass bill is going to be and what the GST I I just want to go to work Mm. I just want to go and get paid and collect my paycheck and at tax time I want it to be really clear yeah (laughs) I just wanted that and for a few years that was amazing it just ran out for me where it didn't add up to me I wasn't as satisfied Mm. by the work so the scales tipped the other way. I have to say the timing of the season of your yes. working for someone else era yes. 
is so vital. Yes. In terms of when you went through your separation and divorce, you had that, I guess, security blanket of like, this is my annual salary. I've just got to put my head down, do my job and I'll get paid. And the fact that I had to show up Mm -hmm. to work was a gift. Was a gift because if I'd had my own business when I went through separation, well, it would have died. Like I just wouldn't have gone to work because I couldn't have, you know, the only reason I did is because I had to. Mm. And it was actually, yeah, really good. But I actually understand why people like your husband Mm. thrive and feel great in that structure. It makes a lot of sense. But again, we always come back to this conclusion. It's personality based. Sure is. Sure is. It just is. So let's talk about you again. Do we have to? Yeah, we have to. Because do you remember when we were talking about words of the year, I wanted you to be kinder to yourself and I wanted you to pick a word that had a kindness in it. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, no, I'm doing punctual. And look, look what's happened. All right. It's not a dig. No, you're schooling me. I'm not schooling you. I want you to learn from this. So what was, take the data and learn. Did we have another word option for me? I wanted you to have self, which is what I'd had two years earlier. Uh, Self. I said, you need self. You need a year of self, not selfish self, just taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. showing up for yourself. Do you remember at the start of the year, you were finding it hard to even get in the shower Mm -hmm. and I wanted you to have self and you're like, nope, I'm doing punctual. (laughs) I just want you to have this floating around your mind Mm -hmm. with all the space you have in there right now for 2024. You know, a little kindness. Yeah. A little self. I'm there. You're not. I will be. (laughs) She's got her lie face on. I'll try. She won't try. (laughs) Look, something I have learnt about myself, Mm. if we're getting really real, this was not the plan for this episode. I feel like we say that every single week, but we're going to roll with it. Something I have had to learn to adjust to, I haven't even shared this with you, Revs, is working on something that requires consistent output, like this podcast. Mm. I know we're coming up to three years. Oh, we've got our three-year birthday soon. We do. But it's very different for me because prior to the podcast, Every job I did was project-based, everything. Yes. Aside from photography, but I could kind of pick and choose those in terms of how much I wanted to load my plate up Mm -hmm. for a particular season of, say, wedding photography or family portraits. But if you actually look at my work trajectory, it's always been like course-based, right? So Mm -hmm. I like run a course, I give it my all, and then I rest. Mm -hmm. And then I do something else. Mm. And then I rest. And actually that is how I love to work. Yeah, I can't consistently give my energy all year round Mm. at that capacity. And I think about people who work in advertising Mm -hmm. where they're like churn and burn. It's like here's an idea, client's approved, into the shoot we go, into the edit, into the can, out it goes, next. You know, it's a roll-on effect Mm -hmm. but I love – episodic Mm -hmm. work seasons, Mm -hmm. which is why I loved the live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. because for that period we gave our all to the project, we thrived in it, we enjoyed it, we felt connected, it felt purposeful, all that kind of stuff. And then we had a break Mm -hmm. and then we were like, let's do something else. And so we're doing (laughs) this Christmas live. But I guess I don't even know why I'm sharing this. It's making me reflect on next year that I want to continue mm. to work in this way. I don't know. You're staring at me blankly. No, I'm, I'm just so like what you find difficult is the weekly 
consistent I, output. I guess it's not what I find difficult. It's something that I guess I didn't know I was capable of. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. It sounds like I'm being negative about the podcast. It's not about that at all because I love doing the podcast because it takes – But it's a new muscle for you. It is a new muscle. Yeah. But I guess I think about podcasters who churn out episodes every day, mm. you know, that high level. I've always been a quality over quantity gal. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. in everything I do. I'd rather take my time, do it really, really well and then put it out into the world yeah. than to just do a lot of things shit or yeah. half-assed, yeah. I guess, is the way that I like to work. Mm. I don't know. I'm, mm. I guess I'm just reflecting. What about you? I'm not yet at a reflective okay. place. But I, I do like how you're trying to get it off you again. <laughs> not to me. What do you mean? Like, what about you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess people work differently. I like to go full tilt and then take a rest. Go full tilt, take a rest. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? This is for? actually kind of related, but less niche. Okay. <laughs> I don't have time for feeling really naive mm-hmm. in relationship about what you owe your partner in a busy season. Oh, okay. Stay with me. So help me out. Yep. So I'm in a relatively new relationship. Coming up to 18 months. Yes. We've been together about 18 months and it's a relationship kind of which I've never really been in before. So we're trying to be really intentional, really honest, really like, you know, do better Mm. with this kind of second Mm. chance relationship. And so it's really different to other relationships I've been in before. I love how much you guys communicate. I just want to say that. I know it's exhausting and hard work. I know it's exhausting. I'm sure it's going to pay off. The payoff will be great. (laughs) So talk to me about what you owe each other when one of you is super busy. I mean, Mm. I can only speak for myself. I am in this this crazy season. We're doing this huge project, really, really busy with work. I'm full on, but like I'm noticing I need to make space for him. And, you know, when he was in a busy season a few months ago, he was doing this project, speaking of Mm -hmm. project work, Mm -hmm. and he was working late nights every night. And I felt a bit like, oh, what about me? So you felt needy. So I felt it and Mm. I felt needy. And now I can feel that it's flipped, right? I'm really busy. I'm distracted and I'm off doing my thing and I can feel him. And I'm like, but just let me go do it is my bratty response. But then I'm reflecting and going, well, I felt needy when he was really busy. Yeah. So can we just break this down not from either angle but for both well actually it's funny how you said well I felt needy when he was busy so Mm. therefore now that I'm busy he's needy and maybe I to cater to that I think you need to actually look at it the other Other way way. around yeah where you go okay next time he is in his project season of busyness Mm. I'm gonna try and Give him that space. Yeah, just be generous and, and let him yes, go do his thing. and not be needy of him. Yeah. Because you know what it's like with your brain capacity. Mm-hmm. Like you're not negging them. No. Because you don't care. It's just that for this chapter, mm. for this period, I just need to dedicate all of my attention and energy towards X. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, first of all, it's hard, I think, having someone who's being needy mm. while you so many other things are needing you. Yeah. I've been sending a lot of messages to girlfriends in the Mm -hmm. last week or two. I don't know if you've been doing this of like, Hey, sorry, I've been meaning to give you a call back. I'm just in this crazy. I'm going to like, I'm going to come up for air in a week's time. I'll give you a call. You know, like I'm doing a lot of that shit at the moment. Same. hundred percent. like a shit friend. Oh, people are like, has Gem exited the group chat? Yeah. Like, (laughs) 
And the answer is yes, she has. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> the, Stage left. Correct. I'm in a group chat at the moment where we're trying to organise a 40th gift for someone and I feel so bad because everyone's busy too but there's someone who's at the helm leading the charge with the gift and I'm like, Happy for you to make an executive decision. Tell me account details. <laughs> yeah, and I and I will transfer the dollars. And it's shitty, you know, because yeah, I really shit. I love and care about this person, and I genuinely would have an opinion yeah, about yeah. what they should have. But but that is something in this moment of time mm. where I have to surrender to use that word yeah. and let someone else take charge. And I I've literally done exactly what you did where I'm like hey guys I'm so sorry like can't come to any walks or anything at the moment because I'm doing this Mm. but they get it yeah I guess yes and so you're always going to have people who get it yes and and give Mm. you the space and you're going to have people in your life who are like well fuck you and oh you're so busy do you know what I mean like you're always going to have two different types of people my husband and how do you balance The ones that need more, like what do you owe them? Or is it about communication, being up front? When is it ever not about (sighs) communication, Rev? I'm so tired. I know you are, but it it comes down to that. Hubs and I had a steep learning curve with the live tour where it was the first time that I'd done Mm. something of this magnitude, Mm -hmm. you know, where it was prolonged over a number of weeks. And away from home. And away from home. And I really briefed him. Like I was like, look, we're going to do this live show. You know, I'm going to go away for the tour. Where I faltered was I didn't anticipate and I completely forgot the rehearsal period Yeah, because that is a, a energy and focus dump like nothing else. In, it's in a different way to the actual tour. This mm. is where you come home cooked yeah. because you're creating and you're building and you're really using your brain and stretching it to create the thing, mm. right? After you've created the thing, then that's kind of the fun part, wouldn't you say? Like the rewarding part. Hubs suddenly went, oh, no, you've been flat chat for like two months yeah I thought the tour was four weeks yeah 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 so now that we're doing the Christmas mm. live he now knows that oh the rehearsal window right yeah is going to be all consuming and he's responded so differently this yeah, time yeah because he knows that on the other side of this you and I are taking some time off work yeah so he knows oh, I'm gonna get her back then yeah okay so I it's like if you what... worked with anyone who works on projects yeah. like anyone in construction or yeah. anyone in tech where they're like you're working really hard on something for a concentrated amount of time what you were talking about before yeah with a hard deadline completely different muscle to if you were a shift worker or Mm. if you're a teacher or if you have like consistent oh my god a teacher is such a good example because that is very yes yeah and you know like it teaches it's marking you know like we always hear about this like end of term oh i've got to get all my marking done Mm. and like don't talk to me because i've got to teach in the day plan my lessons i got to mark at night and it's like oh i can't wait for the holidays because then they can rest yeah so but we can learn this like like even here here learnable absolutely like Mm. even my brother and sister-in-law in in their field I know the term reporting season okay yeah yeah so they'll be like it's reporting season sure I don't know how how what it means I don't know what it means but I know (laughs) they're gonna be off comms but you know not to talk to them yeah (laughs) Yeah. and that I'm gonna give them that space and Mm. leniency if Mm -hmm. they're not replying to my text it's the same thing it's Mm. it's like just understanding and learning the language of someone else's work yeah so on the reverse if you're the busy one yes if you're the one in reporting season Mm -hmm. if you're the one doing the marking if you're the one say rehearsing for a live show say asking for a friend (laughs) yeah is it about like setting it up at the top? Yes, and always. then checking. You have to check in, don't you? Regular check ins. Yes. Just checking in. I know I'm really busy. Yeah. Just checking. You're feeling okay. Like I'm thinking about you. I love you. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. <laughs> I know I'm really distracted at the moment. Is that um, enough? Or do you have to like schedule sex? 
say asking for a friend. Okay. Um, I think scheduling is actually helpful Yeah, when you're in a super busy season. It's like how Hubs and I recently celebrated our anniversary and we scheduled in a weekend away mm. together. Mm-hmm. And so he knew that there was this little patch of a mm. weekend where he would get my absolute undivided attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I wanted to make the most of it with him. And that is in the eye of the storm. Mm. This is deep in the depths of rehearsal for our show, yeah. but just carving out that time. Mm. So, can you do that? I guess I'm a bit of a Bambi, like finding her legs yeah. <laughs> through the because this is new for me because yeah. I've not had this kind of relationship before. So I'm just trying to because it's very easy to feel bratty, right? Yeah. Like if I'm honest, I get like, oh fuck, I, like you, you know, I'm in a busy, you know, that can I get to that. Yeah. I'm like, don't put extra pressure on me. Like the last thing I need is to like. Spend energy worrying about you right now. Can't you just, you know, like. I love that I, you're owning your brightness because own you previously said when he was busy on a project. I you felt feeling, it. You I fe- felt like, hello, yeah, is this you f- our new life? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did he communicate with you the length of a, pro- I think time mm. getting really clear on the time frame because otherwise you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It's like people who are married to FIFO, FIFO mm-hmm. people, you know that they're gone for two weeks and then they're going to be back or however the yeah. Setup is it, it's all about it's all about managing expectations <sighs> and communication. Yes, you're right. Did you give him the heads up? No, not really. No. I mean, we talk about work a lot because we're in similar lines of work. And yes. so it's different to you guys. Yeah. We both like really get what we do for work, so and we talk about it a lot. Based. Yeah, and so I think I probably assumed he would just uh, get it. The word assume <sighs> is the cause of so many deaths of relationships. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, with all relationships, mm. even with my mum, I assumed you would know that about me. Mm. Or I, I assumed you would know that yeah. Rafa's dance class is linked to school terms and therefore wouldn't be on. Mm. And why is it my fault that you showed sure. up? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> for, ex- example. <laughs> for example. For <laughs> example. Speaking of brattiness, mm. but it's true. Yeah. You cannot assume anything. Yeah. I would almost my husband like over communicate with me. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really over communicate, can yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I guess you can. Then the other person has the opportunity to go, I get it. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm on it. You go do your thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I've learned a lot. Thank you. Can we continue this in the Facebook group? Like have people got little hacks to keep their relationship from tanking (laughs) during a busy time? Do you have a shared calendar? Yeah, we do. We don't use it. Okay. Yeah, it's there, but it's really like well, we could use it more. Because like what would be cute, for example, mm. is like in the calendar you could put in for him, you get your girl back. Yeah. You know, or some from date this nights. day. Also, yes. Just some little things, yeah. little markers. But anyway, Revzy, how yeah. are you feeling about the sprint that we're on? I feel good. Like I feel now we've, we're deep into these last few days of rehearsal. I'm feeling more ready. Same. I'm, I really want to get in now and do dress rehearsal, get the set in, get everything into the soundstage. Mm. And, and like, give it our all. And give it our all, yeah. And yeah. then just. But, it, yeah, it's been um, ambitious to say the least. <laughs> But, you know, that's how we roll here. Well, as the wonderful Amy Edwards commented on our Instagram post, you guys don't do anything by halves. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I take that as a compliment. I'm also not going to holiday by halves. I'm holidaying so hard this year. I'm lying down. Damn straight. Hit me with your not spawn. Have I got a not spawn for you? I'm actually genuinely excited about this. So, yep. Rebsy, you know how I shared Bedtime Explorers? Yes. And it was a hit. Yep. DLs loved it for their kids, for their nighttime routine. I've got another podcast. For, for kitties? kids. Yeah, great. So it's called But Why. Oh, fun. 
And it's a podcast for curious kids. Now, what I love about this is, you know, the age of, but why? Mm. But why? Mm -hmm. They answer all those tricky, curly questions where you might not necessarily know how to answer. For example, there's a whole episode on why do we celebrate birthdays? Oh, fun. Or an episode on why do people get older? Or how much does the moon weigh? Or how do we (laughs) learn to read? Why are some people left-handed? Are bricks alive? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, why do we have allergies is another one. Look, what I will say is this maybe isn't the kind of podcast that you want to put on in the car because it's not enjoyable to listen to if you're an adult. Okay. It's very much tailored. For kids. For kids. Like Rafa loves it so much and she'll put her little headphones on and she'll tune in. And then will she come give you the download? Mummy, did you know? She actually doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, she kind of just takes it in and then I can actually hear her role-playing it and explaining it to her friends. You know how she loves opening a daycare or kindy (laughs) or whatever? But the reason why I say that it's not for adults is because, for example, the birthday episode, Mm. they have almost too many audio grabs and I think this is why Rafa loves it, of kids being like, hi, my name's Chelsea, Mm. I'm seven years years old I live in Illinois Mm -hmm. and and the last thing any parent wants is more kids in their life correct so there's a lot of that but Rafa loves it she'll be like Chelsea's seven you know Mm. and that's almost what excites her more but it's a fantastic podcast it's educational they talk about things like the leap year and try and explain that love yeah it gets detailed and granular so can recommend but why a podcast for curious kids too good. Revzy. Hear me with your not spot. Got a TV show. Oh, brilliant. And oh my God, this is not a new TV show. This has been around for years, years, years. In fact, I watched it about five years ago, maybe longer. Ooh. It is called Togetherness. It's on binge. It's a drama. There's only two seasons, about eight or 10 episodes per season. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a capsule experience. It's by Mark and Jay Duplass. If you're a nerd, a cinema nerd, you'll know them. They're brothers. You'll actually know Mark Duplass. He's in a lot of TV shows. But they are indie brothers who've made stuff forever. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of, I would say, their opus. It's an HBO show if you're in the US, UK. But it's on binge here in Australia. If you're in a long-term relationship, if you're married, if you have small children, if you... Well, you feel seen. Oh, my God. But also there's two characters who are middle-aged as well who haven't found their purpose and their person and there's a married couple and they're all friends and loved ones and it's how their lives intertwine and unravel and combine and meld and separate and the differences and the similarities between them all. It's incredible analysis of our stage of life, Mm. of relationships, of womanhood, of manhood, fragility. Like it's insane. And I loved it five or six years ago. It has hit different this time around. I'm curious. What prompted you to revisit this oh, show? So America- this is not something that I really do. Yeah. You know? Well, I revisited Catastrophe because, yeah. like, for similar reasons, yeah. like it's just like you just feel seen in life, but it's just like a show you could watch again. Mm-hmm. No, just because Americano was into this writer and he was like, "Hey, have you seen this new thing he's done?" And I was like, "Oh, I watched his show five, six years ago. It was yeah. amazing. We should watch it together." So we watched it together, and it reminded me, DLs need to see this show. There you go. There's some qual time together, enjoying a show. Together. Yeah, it's definitely not heavy or anything, yeah. It's but it's like, ooh, that's real. But mm. it's also funny and light and you love the characters. It's just like a good drama. Full of light and shade good by for, the sounds of good it. Good for Christmas holiday watch, I reckon. 
Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks for being here, DLs. We hope to see you all in five days' time, watching the Christmas live show, having a Christmas party all together. I just got really nervous. I know. I'm, I'm like, exciting nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's a good space to exist in. It's like curtain-up nerves. It's pure adrenaline nerves. If you have any questions, jump in the Facebook group. DLs can solve anything for you and we can help you out too. We are really looking forward to this Sunday night. Feeling festive. I know. I know I don't sound it. I'm a little bit tired. It's okay. But I am. Yeah. I'm really excited. I feel like we've been in Christmas for a good month now, so it's kind of really fun to like, it feels like Christmas Day is Sunday night. (laughs) (laughs) Roll on Sunday. Guys, we'll be back in your ears bright and early Friday morning with a bestie hotline, solving some dilemmas. And hopefully turning them into dilemmonade. Have a wonderful week. We love you. Bye.